This episode of Fever Talk was brought to you by... North Kingsman. North Kingsman. When you need men to invade your northern counties, North Kingsman will hire them to you for the cheapest price possible. To get 10% off your uh, nearest mercenary, uh, go to northkingsman.com and enter the coupon code... Feverdike. Feverdike. Don't forget, folks, when you want your cheap mercenaries to invade your northern counties, use the code Feverdike. Now, the episode. Work! <laughs> Alright. That's how I know it's recording. It made <laughs> is a sound. it working? Work! Yeah, it is working. Good. <laughs> um, so, uh, since last we spoke... Since last we spoke... Which was... Well, I mean, for us it's like two minutes ago, because <laughs> we live together. But as opposed to podcasting terms, it was about two weeks ago? Yeah, like two weeks ago. And... Um, what has happened in the last two weeks? An election. There was an election in the United States. Let's be clear. Wasn't there also? Oh, there was, was, was that it? Was in the last two weeks here? Though? I'm not sure if that was within the last two weeks. Maybe that was within the last three weeks. But that was. I guess we didn't. We didn't talk enough. about it on here. So yeah, see, so um, we had an election for our president, which is very different to the, how the president yeah. works in the United States. Yeah, and this was no surprise. This presidential election. Well, the Irish one, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, basically, we had a halfling poet. Yeah. Um, run for uh for re-election because he's the president for the last five years, I think. Is that what the term is? Five years. I think so. And is there like a that. limit to the terms? Like how many you can Technically, do? no. I think there's a limit okay. to his life because I think he's like 86 or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so is that, he that old? He's, like, he's a little old, like, halfling Yeah, guy. I would have put him more at 75 His dogs so. are bigger than him. That's true. And they boofles, too. Uh, for anyone who are, are American listeners may not know, his name is Michael D. Higgins. Yeah. And, uh, or Mingle D. Higgins, as he's become <laughs> to be known. And, um, although I don't know if that sounds any different to people's ears, because I've got this cold <laughs> that I'm dealing with right now, so I probably just sound like it's all the same anyway. But yeah, he's he's a legitimate poet. He has released books of poetry, and uh, he was a politician for a long time. He was a senator, and then he ran for uh, presidency, which over here is more of a ambassadorial, Diplomatic. yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. You. Uh, yeah, more of an ambassadorial role, in the fact that like yeah, he meets other diplomats from other countries and. Oh, sorry. Oh. oh <coughs> yeah. You. Probably not the best idea to, to record while I've got a cold, but here we are. Um, oh shit, we should probably tell him, explain who the fuck he is while I turn off the dryer. I uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain who he is. I mean, he's he's uh, the president, you know? He was a poet, and he is of the Labour Party, and... No, he's not. What? He's Fina Gale. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry, he's Fina Gale, but, like, your political parties make no sense, so, like, how am I supposed to know? Like, they make sense. They it's don't just make that they're, any they're sense. Not, they're just not as hardlined as, the, as your parties but, okay, are, because nobody, it's not just, like, it's such a big divide. Okay, what's the difference between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gale? So, Fianna Fáil are slightly more socialist. So, uh, they're both more of a middle-class kind of uh, party, um, whereas Labour used to be more uh, working class, but that's changed over the years um, slightly. Uh, and uh, Sinn Féin would be a very working class party but a very republican party Fenian as they'd call it so the, but the two middle class parties are always the ones in power more often than not yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know that's where the power lies within a country is with the more richer people like, but the strange thing is working class 
people tend to still be either Fina Fall or Fina Gale. Like because it, they because they have probably the, the it's it's a bit like if a third party actually gained traction in the United States, mm-hmm. people would more often or than not be Democrat or Republican because they have the longer history, they've had the most experience. They, they have a real foothold within the political landscape. Yeah, I mean, and that's why people are Democrats. Around. Well, uh, no, there's more to it than that. I think you're more forced into those two categories in the States than you are here. I think here people... Well, here you here, have legitimate options. Yeah, I mean, here I think it's really dopey if you just stick with Fina Fall or Fina Gale. Like, there's yeah. no reason to not And at the moment, a neither, of them, neither of them have a majority hold within the government. Like, Fina Fall and Fina Gale have a very shaky uh, alliance um, to because otherwise neither of them on their own would be able to hold uh, a majority government so like it's uh, oh. so they're kind of working together to as a majority together uh, right now but like they still fall out on a bunch of details so Fianna Fáil is the slightly more socialist one yeah so they'd be they'd be more into like uh, like basically but when Radker is Fianna Gale right yeah, he is our our current Taoiseach, who is essentially our president, our yeah. prime minister. Um, he he's Fina Gael, and he's an absolute wanker. Um, we got well, a but, bunch. Yeah, he, and we got a bunch of praise because he's like this Indian born, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I don't know that he's Indian born. I think maybe one parent is Indian. Maybe okay. So he's. Uh, did people keep referring to him as, as being Indian? Yeah, but, I like, know. I, he's Irish. I yeah. think maybe his his mom is. Or maybe his dad, Varadkar. Varadkar. Yeah, I'd so I guess probably... his dad's, I think his dad's Indian, his mom's Irish. And he's gay. Yay. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is like, you know, one of the first, like, you know, out openly gay elected, like, prime ministers. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but he's also a money, like, hungry, like, asshole wanker of a, like, a capitalist, you right. know. And so, fuck this guy. And, uh, and you know, he's, he's, again, his party's not doing great even though they're they're in government at the moment, mm. um, but but uh, like okay, but no one has really been able to explain to me like the difference between like if you ask any well not anyone actually unfortunately but if you ask most Americans there are some very obvious distinctions between Democrats and Republicans. Now at the end of the day, I think they're actually too similar to each other, and I you know wouldn't be either one of them, but. Uh, What's the difference between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael? Fianna Fáil is slightly more socialist, but I'm, they're I'm both le- middle I'm, class. I'm, le- I'm letting your whole like Republicans and Democrats is the same thing just slide right now. In I favor. didn't say they were the same. I'm saying that I could make distinctions between them very easily, whereas I feel like Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, you can't. Well, I mean, put it this way. When Fianna Fáil were in government, yes, there was quite a capitalist sort of like, you know... Uh, let the banks have no uh, restrictions mm. and let's like let like housing builders build whatever they want and okay. like let's go mad. There was that element of it, which is very kind of capitalist, like that kind of end of things. But they also really did, and in fairness to them, they looked after the poorer element of society because they were taking the money that they were getting from this very kind of like like uh, open capitalist sort of market. And they were, you know, they had decent rates for, you know, the, the social benefit. They had some decent schemes that were helping people out, like, uh, kind of, you know, get off their feet. So, and they, like, they did put a lot of money from that we got from the European Union into the, the road structures and the, and the, the, 
the different systems like that that we had like public transport like you know Dublin bus and stuff like that got really done up so we have like they 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 do a lot of those sort of things that like you know progressives want where they take their money and they put it into services and things like that available for the people but they also made a shit ton of money for themselves okay and they kind of put us into that situation where we were fucked during the financial crisis okay so when it comes to economic issues Fianna Fáil they're slightly more socialist than Fianna Gael social issues I would say again only slightly more liberal than Fianna Gael okay. <laughs> like slightly okay uh, so it is it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a but that's but that's a similar story to Democrats and Republicans I mean the the Republicans are slightly more you know or are slightly less socialist on economic issues and neither party is very socialist and Fianna Gael is the closest we have to, to Republicans in, in that sense uh, but um, they're still not as extreme as Republicans would be, right? And once, well, that's but that's because your country in general is is more socialist and less, um, yeah, is is just more socialist. So the Democrats and Republicans are very closely aligned to each other, and Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are very closely aligned to each other. But Fianna Gael doesn't look as bad. Fianna Gael's probably similar to the Democrats in the states because the Democrats in the states are so corporatist. Uh, maybe, but I feel like you wouldn't have some of the comments come from any Democratic set, like, you know, uh, candidates, uh, as you would from Fina Gale ones. Like, Leo Varadkar made a statement about, and let me, let me tell you, don't get me wrong, Fina Fáil made also similar fucking shitty statements about protesters and stuff like that. When Leo Varadkar is like a perfect Democrat. He's like a brown gay corporatist. I mean, I've yeah, never heard anything more Democratic. But like, he, when people were protesting some of his decisions and stuff like that, like he says like, oh, well, these protesters wouldn't get up before like nine o'clock in the morning, so I don't have to listen to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't think you'd get a Democrat really saying that out loud. Hillary, I could see Hillary Clinton saying something. Well, maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. You know, like, yeah. I, just, I just feel like, uh, yeah, I, like, like, you know, Leo Varadkar was, he you know was he made a name for himself within Irish politics when he was the he- like he was looking after social benefits and stuff like that and and he created a, a team to crack down on anybody who may be quote unquote like misusing uh, mm. social benefits and like uh, getting money from the government when they shouldn't be getting money from the government mm. and he was like asking people to rat out other like people who like, you think that they weren't you know should should not be getting benefits and so all this sort of stuff, like, you know... And listen, I'm sure there's some listener as well who's who's going to remember, uh, you know, maybe more of the Fianna Fáil's, uh, you know, time in government that can turn around and tell me, like, they were bigger wankers than I'm making them out to be. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't, I don't want to say for a second that Fianna Fáil are grand. They're not. They're also wankers. Well, it's same with Democrats. So I actually... It actually is a pretty decent analogy. Like, Fianna Gale or the... If we had to make an analogy to American I just politics. think it's a stretch, though. Do you okay. know what I mean? I just think it's a real big stretch. Because, like, there's no... There's very few... There's very few extremisms in Irish politics because we have kind of like five at least big groups of, you know, political parties. We have Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil, who aren't hugely different from each other, but they would claim they are. Like, they claim they're different. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like Um, Democrats or Republicans. Yeah, but I can point to real fucking differences in them. Anyway, uh, Sinn Féin... 
um, labor uh, and then I would say uh, the the people before profit kind of conglomerate of like independence and stuff mm-hmm. like that so like you have a, a decent five there and then there's more than that who are you know involved in every election there is election. a green party there is a green party who at one point were doing quite well then they kind of fell off the political spectrum but they're kind of coming back around a bit again now um, there's Renewa who are a party who are trying to get traction they're quite conservative and they're quite okay. crazy right um, I actually I actually remember that I remember Kelly Shatter playing the Renewa candidate when you guys like yeah. did an improv thing a couple of years ago that's how I learned about the political parties from that uh, that improv night yeah um, so, but but I mean there's there's no left wing extremism in the United States there's only right wing extremism because it's well, just more a more right wing country so you know your two major parties are just further to the right than your two major parties in Ireland well that's the thing and I think you know I showed you that clip uh, recently uh, of Sarah Silverman talking from her uh, I Love You America TV show set and saying how while there was like a crazy right wing kind of group which was the Tea Party who kind Mm. of got set up and ended up kind of taking over the Republican Party there is no extreme left wing party that can do that with the Democrats and push them further left well and that's the thing there should be one yeah and you know there are movements arising like there are the Justice Democrats like that's a big thing um, but still, as far as I'm concerned, they're not extreme left wing. You know, they're like what the Democratic sh- Party should actually be standing up for. But I guess that's the idea anyway. What's their name again? Well, Justice Democrats. Oh, I've never heard that, I don't think. Yeah, so it's just like, it's just, um, but just like the Tea Party is a faction of Republicans, Justice Democrats, it's a faction of the Democratic Party that are just much more progressive. Usually they don't take... Um, Pack money and right. you know that kind of stuff. Was Beto a Justice Democrat? I'm not sure if he actually he was. He didn't take pack money. I don't think he actually identifies as being a Justice Democrat, but that it is a thing that exists. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, so you had uh, elections as well. Yes. Uh, midterm elections, which is kind of funny that they do them like that. They don't just do it all at once. Like they don't like like do all the elections at the same time as the presidential ones no no because people's seats you know your seats have different terms and seats are opening and closing and changing at different times so but for for whatever reason the way that it works out is because of course there's an election every year like there was an election last year as well but it's just less of it right so it wasn't it wasn't uh any like you know gubernatorial races or <laughs> why don't you just call it gubernatorial I don't know it's governor it's not all about governing why do they I call know. it goober goober cause they're all a bunch of goobers I guess that's such a weird thing <laughs> yeah but it's like the word you know avuncular like why is it avuncular why isn't it just uncular what the fuck is avuncular <laughs> it's a word that was once used to describe gubernatorial is he actually even a governor Mike Huckabee yeah he's a governor right I he's a governor I just remember reading an article about him like a couple years ago and it had both of those words in it gubernatorial and avuncular and I had to look both of them up and avuncular means like an uncle what? Yeah, he's we you know he's uncle like he's avuncular. But that again, when where does the avuncular come from? Like I yeah. don't even see a connection to it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say what? When? Where does he avunculate? <laughs> yeah. Well, when he's avunculating, <laughs> uh, he's vunculating hard. <laughs> yes. 
but yeah, that's weird. That's a weird uh, connection. Um, but yeah, so um, so well, how do you feel? Because here's the thing: it was everyone, everyone was going into it hoping that the American midterms would be the quote unquote blue wave. Yeah. And it wasn't a landslide. No, but it, but it, you know, like the the point is, I don't want to say we. I'm not one of them, but the Democrats won the House back. So, and I think that's the best that could have been hoped for. Like, I don't think anybody really thought they were going to win the Senate. You know, it would have been amazing to see Beto win. Why is that, though? Why did people not expect to also win the Senate? That's a really good question. Um, I think it had to do with the seats that were actually up. I think there weren't really enough seats up that there could have been a big change made. Okay. And it's harder to, um, it's it's harder to hold seats in the House because at that level, people are more likely to vote riskily and people are more likely to campaign, like, boldly. Whereas on the senatorial level, um, people are just much more likely to go with what they know, I think. Why is that? I have no idea, but, like, that's the thing. It begs the... Like, it's confusing. It's like how... So it's like if we had all this change in the House and not so much change in the Senate, then did you have a lot of people who were voting blue in House seats and then voted red in a Senate seat? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It must That must not be right because I guess there just weren't enough people up or the way that it worked out is But different. like you said, depending on the area as well, yeah. maybe just those areas and like more red states had senatorial seats available yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think it just had to do with like what seats were up. But There's okay, just so more open for change in the house. So my understanding of American politics is that uh, I hear all the time is like this. There's this many branches of government. Here's mm-hmm. how I see it. Okay. All right. There's the House. Yeah. Which is kind of like the 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 main ring of like where people like say I want to have this law changed mm-hmm. and then they'll vote on it yeah. and then if it, get, if it goes through they'll go to the senate mm-hmm. and then the senate can be like yeah they're kind of crazy down there we're going to say no and the law doesn't get changed um, but the senate can't propose laws is what I get my general idea. I don't know. Okay. Um, I honestly don't know. I think the Senate can propose laws. No, but I could be wrong about that. I don't really know. You I might guess, be right. I guess they generally don't do it. But I know I think... No, but I think the Senate can because they would both be part of the legislative branch. So both of the Senate... So all of Congress, you know, so that's, Congress is the Senate and right. the House. They're just, They're the legislative branch. I feel like, yeah, the Senate, like, a really dumb way to describe it is, like, the Senate is the decision-making branch, and the House is the ideas-making branch. No, I... Because I don't the Senate know. vote on, like, judges and all that kind of stuff, like, the Senate, the Senate seems to have the final say over everything, and then the President can go, no, because they have the big veto. Yeah, see, I wish I knew all these details better, but I don't. It's confusing. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. They get to vote on different things. Like, I think there are some things that, that the entire Congress gets to vote on, and then there are some things that only the Senate gets to vote on. That's okay. more my understanding. Okay. Um, so the Senate could go, like, hey, we want to make chocolate free around the United States, and they vote on it. Does that mean that the House <laughs> has to vote on it then as well? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just saying I'm pushing towards making chocolate free because first of all, no one should have to pay for American chocolate. It's dirt. Um, so they may as well make it free for all the children. 
But what's kind of crazy when it comes to senators, so, you know, it's the it's the two branches of Congress, the Senate and the House. And so the House has populational representative, um, yeah, populational representation, right? So it's based on how big the population is, how many congressmen you have, okay? okay? Senate, not at all. Like, Senate, like, a state that has, a, I'm not sure what... This the, is that old system where they yeah. said, like, oh, well, the Nebraska's going to get 18 senators well, everybody and California's going to get four. Well, everybody... No, okay. no, no. Everybody has two, which all makes right. no sense because California probably has at least, I mean, at, this is a conservative estimate, at least 10 times as many people as a lot of states. Yeah. But they, everyone gets two senators. So that in and of itself is kind of insane. That's stupid. But like, yeah. that's not even touching the whole uh, electoral college bullshit thing. Right. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my but life. It, it, but it, in a weird way, it kind of comes to that, the same result in a sense because bo- well, that, well, that well, benefits well, both the Senate and the um, Electoral College, at this point in time, benefit Republicans. Because you're benefited by being in a, a smaller state a lot. Well, in terms of well, in yeah. terms of the Senate anyway, you're benefited by it's being why, like, in a, Iowa in a state with less like, of a Iowa becomes like an important place for like one month of the year. Yeah. Um, but it's stupid. Oh, well, yeah, I agree. It is stupid, yeah. It's stupid. I don't know any other country in the world that does this bullshit. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, it's not democratic at all. No, it's not. It's not democratic I don't, at I all. just don't get it. Uh, someone somewhere is screaming out there. Uh, <laughs> right now. Um, well, a lot of people don't like the Electoral College. Like, you Not just, even that, just all the political stuff. Yeah, that, that we're getting that we're wrong. Not really too sure about. <laughs> oh, I wish I knew. Oh, I just want to take, like, my eighth grade, like, social studies class and remember all of these things again, but, yeah. Well, when you were, like, eighth grade, so that makes you, what, like, 12? 13, yeah. 13. You don't give a shit about politics when you're 13. I did! Well, the average person doesn't. Yeah. I did, but obviously, like... I mean, you can't vote yet. No, but I cared. I was campaigning for Gore when I was in fifth grade, you know? I was handing out the handouts and being like, vote for Gore, have a nice day. And the teacher had to ask me to stop. (laughs) <laughs> really? You were doing this in class? Yeah. But people can't vote for Gore in your class. I know, I have no idea. <laughs> like, the teacher, she really liked me, and, like, she was like, Darcy, like, I, you know, I really appreciate, like, your, uh, I really appreciate your humor, but, like, I don't think that everyone else gets it, so. And she, were you trying to be funny? On some level, I think I was trying to stir the pot. I don't know. I was just, <laughs> when I was that age, you know, it was, it was that kind of thing of like, you, when you know you're a weird kid and so you just act even weirder. So. Did you think you were a weird kid? I was a weird kid. I guess like, it's just, you know, I just, sometimes like, it's hard for me to imagine you as, as being seen as the weird kid in school. Why? Because you were just like, I mean, maybe not at this point yet. Maybe like it was a couple of years from now. But like when you were 15, you were this little blonde bombshell. Oh, you're your very big, sweet. With your big boobies, your short skirt <laughs> and your high heels and your blonde hair. Oh, you're very sweet. Um, but no, of course, I was a really, I mean, have you met me? Like, yeah, I was a weird kid. You're weird, but you kind of hide your weirdness around a lot of people. That's true. Like, I see your weirdness because I see you at, like, 11 o'clock at night when it's your bedtime and you're just cackling like a crazy person about, like, small sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, 
But, you know, I mean, I think most people probably have had struggles with fitting in at one or another point in their I'm lives. I'm sure everybody you know? does, yeah. And so I think in a way it was a shame when I got a little bit older and did try, did start really trying hard to fit in. And I, I think I still haven't quite shaken that e- either, you know? Like you said that I, uh, the people I don't know very well, I'm a little bit more... I'm a little bit more reserved. Yeah. Uh, but I wish, like, sometimes I feel like I'll spend the rest of my life trying to be as cool as I was in fifth grade. Because that's when, like, I really didn't give a shit. But in some ways it is being on the offensive because it's like, okay, I'm just going to be so fucking weird. I'm going to get in your face. I'm going to be, I'm going to throw it in your face. Yeah, and I yeah. felt made fun of all the time, but it was almost like I was expecting it and egging it on in a sense as well. It, yeah, I'm sure there's probably a part of you that was like, ha I'm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I was going. Well, what about you? How did you deal with being a weird kid? Or did you feel like you were? Oh, well, I mean, like, I thought I was cool, but nobody else did. (laughs) Um, So everyone else definitely thought I was a weird kid. Yeah. But I thought I was a cool kid. So you just didn't care. No, definitely I did care. Uh, I was very lonely a lot as a child. Uh, I wasn't very kind of um, happy a lot as a kid. Uh, I remember kind of feeling like sad and bullied quite a bit um, but I was a soft kid I'm still a soft kid to mm-hmm. this day I was thinking the other day like about like how do I describe the types of stories that I write mm-hmm. and I kind of I the what I thought was kind of like a good way of describing it that kind of made me chuckle is I write stories about soft boys and tough girls <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably accurate. I mean, because uh, you write what you know, right? You know, uh, tough girls. Um, <laughs> girls seemed tough to me, or have always really? seemed tougher to me. Really? Yeah. Well, they put up with more bullshit for a start. And Irish girls, I think, are tough. Yeah. I think they they have a, t- a different type of attitude than American girls. So do you think I'm tough? Uh, not at all. Aww. You're the biggest softie I've ever met in my life. I tough. I mean, you're tough in your own ways. I mean, okay. you've dealt with a lot of fucking, like, tough shit. Oh, so you. you're very tough in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like, you cried earlier on <laughs> because you were thinking about the guy from American Splendor and you were asking me, do you think he's happy? <laughs> um, for, so for the listener, we watched American... Well, I, I own American Splendor, the, the movie on TV. On, uh, DVD and Darcy hadn't seen it before and so I, I wanted to watch it again last night and show it to her and, it's uh, so good yeah you weren't expecting to like it but no yeah. I wasn't I was because but it's funny we have a different take on the movie because you're kind of describing it to me and I was like oh great another male Andy hero like great but no the movie's really fucking sweet like it's yeah. really sweet he's just he's just it's because he's so grumpy and such a kind of crabby guy but, I, but he's very sympathetic like he's not you know I don't know. He's yeah. kind of sweet. Like, and and was, he kind of stands for the right things. I guess I just wasn't sure that he was sympathetic. Oh, no, mean? to me, he totally was. Totally. Um, uh, what's his name again? Harvey uh, Pekar. Harvey Pekar, that's right. Uh, but Harvey Pekar had a friend who be short, became famous for a short while uh, because he was, like, the genuine nerd Nerd. Apparently MTV. he has a hosting gig now. Like, when I looked up his Wikipedia because nice. I wanted to make sure he was happy... He has, like, um, some kind of hosting gig. 
right now. Yeah. So he's doing well for himself. But you literally stood happy. in the kitchen and cried because you were like, do you think that he's happy? <laughs> I just want him to be happy. Yeah, I, I do too. But uh, I'm not going to cry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I think that's the thing. I think, you know, I... Whether it was because of the childhood that I had growing up where, you know, I was a soft kid and, and so... Like, I cried a lot when I was a kid. You don't cry very much at all, I no. don't cry very much. Like, there's some movies that can make me cry, but it's not a sobby sort of cry. It's just, like, a tear. Yeah, like, I've seen you shed a tear here and there, but yeah. I've never seen you, like, properly sob. I, I don't think I've properly cried, like, cried, cried. Uh... That wasn't just induced from watching a sad movie. Yeah. Um, since I was definitely since I moved to Longford when I was sixteen, so oh so God. fifteen, or 16, so half of my life. This is why you need the Williamson technique. Oh God! All right, let's <laughs> let's finish off the podcast talking about this. So, uh, Darcy went to NYU College, very fancy. University, New York University. Is it, was, I don't know what the difference between college and university Not me there. Me neither, me neither. But anyway, New York University, and you did, uh, was, what's the technical term? Was it, because I always tell people you did drama and theater in college, but what was it really? Yeah, no, my main, my BFA is in drama. Okay, drama. Yeah. Okay, so you did drama, and then one of the classes you were telling me about the other day. The was, was you attribute this to gay baby? basically making you more open in your emotions completely and, and not just in acting but in life because I because I started this class when I was 17 almost 18 and when I was a teenager I didn't believe it or not because you see how much I cry now like like oh, at oh, least once a day basically at least once a day and yeah. a lot of times it's out it's out of love or happiness or it could also be sadness and anger but I like cry a lot I'm quite the emotional lady you are and when I was a teenager I wasn't I really wasn't I was much more like stone-faced and um, stoic yeah it's funny how different the past we had but uh, yeah but anyway so you did this class and I'm going to describe the class <laughs> and then you can be wrong about what it is so basically it's uh, it was a dance class where they had a bunch it's not a dance class whatever it's a let me let class. me finish okay sorry I'll let you can I, can I correct you after you can correct me I'll afterwards. let you say everything and then I'll correct you because he's going to be very wrong or I'm just going to be accurate <laughs> and you have the wrong idea about it so they had a bunch of 19 year old college students how many was in your class we started with 18 and then by the second year we were 14. Okay, so they had about 15 or so yeah. uh, and, uh, college students who were all around 19 or ish. Mm-hmm. And they put them in a room where they would play Enya and let them rub up on each other <laughs> in a, a dry humping, <laughs> uh, booty dance manner <laughs> until they were all like, oh my god, I'm going to cry. And then... No, no. It wasn't like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. It was like... It's, oh my god, I'm sorry. So I knew some sort of liquid was gonna come out of somebody <laughs> from all the dry humping no, that was going No, people, like, really room. were crying. They weren't like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Like, they were crying. Probably because they were getting dry humped by all the other members in their fucking class. <laughs> like, you just... You try and describe what it is without using the phrase 
like dry hump sexually <laughs> it was like, it's not twerking. sexual it's nothing there's nothing sexual about it so it's a technique called the williamson technique they were doing it naked in some classes though. okay but in my class okay they, but in those classes they weren't doing the williamson technique like they had movement classes where they were allowed to get naked i think i think in in the experimental theater wing but in meisner we kept it classy and we kept our clothes fully on and, was classy, though, and it wasn't always Enya. There were a lot of different great songs that were played. I think that's actually how we got on this topic, is we were playing, we were taking turns playing each other's songs, and we played this Iron and Wine song. That was a huge one in my movement class, the yeah. Trapeze Swinger. Enya. And so it was this series of motions that were, yes, they were circular motions. There was no twerking, there was no booty dancing. But the, but the circularization was happening in your crotch. Like, yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah. what is that? That's like an important chakra. Like, that's where we store right. a lot of emotions and feelings. It's where we store a lot of things. I don't know if it's my emotions. <laughs> and fe- it's feelings, definitely. I don't know if it's my emotions. Um, I mean, a lot comes from, you know. A yeah, a lot, lot comes around from, from there. Of, there's poop and there's jizz and there's pee. And, like, it's the life source, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, so you would make some physical contact with somebody else and you would sort of get into a circular motion with them. But I'm, you can't see me right now, but I'm demonstrating the circular She's motion. There's nothing grinding humpy. right now. There's She's nothing, grinding. maybe it's a little bit grindy, but there's nothing yeah. humpy about it. Grinding and humping. What's are, the difference between grinding and humping? There's no uh, difference. Humping is like bam 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 and grinding is like no if you're doing it right i'm sorry okay but that's a grindy hump then you can grind and you can kind of hump and grind dry humping is grinding with a little hump and grind yeah so you can hump and grind but this was neither really this was neither because it's like it's just a it's look like how do you describe this motion this you're is not basically sexual. like your 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 top half your shoulders are doing like a circle yeah, like as you move around exactly but you know what happens with your bottom half when you do that also a circle grinds i mean i guess but you were encouraged to like maybe sometimes put your hand on someone's heart but that's that's it and we would yeah make what contact do you, what do you have someone? to touch to get to your heart baby what do you, what, where, where the is... The upper rib area. Yeah, the, oh, your chest, would yeah, you say? Your yeah, yeah, but that doesn't have to be sexual, and okay, it wasn't. Okay, so when you're, when you're, when you're rotating on top of yeah. somebody and holding onto their okay, chest... Okay, but on top, like, I don't know where you think, I, like, do, I wasn't, like, you wouldn't just, like, get on top and, like, ride someone. So you scoot your, because you were on the, sitting on the ground, weren't you? Not always, sometimes you would get up. So, so you scoot, your, you scoot yourself over there to somebody. <laughs> Positions. So you could be on the ground, you could be up on your knees. There was missionary, or you be... there was doggy. <laughs> you could be, okay, your butt could be on the ground, you could be on your knees, or you could be standing. Oh my god. Lads. So if you're, oh okay. So if you're on the knees and someone's standing beside you. That's not how it works. I mean, is it like you oral be... or anal? What's happening? <laughs> you would be on the same level and you would never be like... You, you would never be face to face. You would With always... With a crotch. Yeah, well, you would, never, you would never be facing each other. One person would be behind the other person always. Oh, well, I mean, like... You would always be taking each other from behind. Listen, yeah. if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I mean, there's a time and place. But it really wasn't sexual. There's no way it's not sexual. I'm sorry, Sensual, but like, maybe. Okay, I see no difference between sensual there and sexual. There is actually a huge difference. And yeah, and it's about whether or not you're trying to claim that this is for theater. <laughs> 
No, it was really good. This is why you like actors fuck each other, like you know, on a regular basis and don't know to have like commitments re- no, like, relationships. I do think it's part of why actors fuck each other a lot. I think that there's an actually our movement teacher said this, not talking about Williamson technique, but he was just being like, to be an actor, you know, you have to be very open. And that's why actors are always falling in love with each other. And like, there's truth to that. And, and I get that. I was actually just thinking about that today, how I've never felt that I've ever performed being in a relationship with someone very well, except for one time where it was a girl. And it was because like, I felt very safe with her. Like I felt like we could be that open and nobody would get the wrong idea. But um, it's hard. So I think if you do open yourself up that much, and I mean emotionally, I don't mean like physically. Yeah, like But I vagina. think if you do open yourself up that much emotionally, I could see how that happens. But this Williamson technique was fully an emotional opening up and not a uh, vaginal one. You're, you're just, your vagina was just involved. And was not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, listen, like I get, I, I get that there's a way of like, I don't want to kink shame anybody, and I don't want. It's to, not kink. And I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to deny because, like, listen, we talked before. I'm a prude. Yes. I am 100 percent a prude. I am down for everybody doing whatever they want with their bodies. You do you, the hypothetical you in this mm-hmm. situation, uh, but um, yeah, me, I'm much more prudish i'm much more like i'm not rubbing myself on anybody yeah that's why a bit of williamson technique would be good for you because maybe it would help no because i don't because here's the thing because you want to be improved i kind of do i don't want i don't i'm not very conservative in many things in my life especially with my politics you know i'm quite like the opposite Mm -hmm. but um i guess when it comes to my body and what relates to that body mm-hmm. uh, I want the power over it mm-hmm. to uh, to have that be something that's uh, personal and private and I think this sort of openness and freeness takes that power away from me and I don't I don't want that to happen and I'm not comfortable with the even the idea of that happening yeah I mean and like I think a lot of people feel that way and it's an it's an odd situation to find yourself in but that's part of why it's so beneficial and listen if I had felt that there was anything sexual about it or that I was encouraged to be sexual in that way I would have felt completely unsafe in that situation because of those reasons it was only because the environment was so safe and professional that I was able to be emotionally open. But that's great that you can trust those nineteen-year-olds. Yeah. To be professional. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe it was naive of me to do it, and maybe there were some people in the class. No, but like there weren't like because you would have it would have been obvious like if you were there to get your rocks off it would have been obvious you would have looked very bad and you would have probably been kicked out of you know school so like nobody was there to do that they really weren't. That's fine. <laughs> and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I still wouldn't have felt comfortable in that situation. And, like, that's me. And, I mean, and that's the thing. I, and I hate... I hate because I know you're so much more, like, freer with this shit than mm. I am. And I hate... I really hate the idea that I could be an influence on, like, taking that away from you. Because I think it's great that you're that way. Mm-hmm. But I just can never be that person. That's and, okay. And, uh... But that's... We've had arguments about that before. And the, the fact that, like... 
no you you mean you have been out somewhere and you want to like dance up on me and I'm like no yeah <coughs> then you have to let me dance with myself that's the thing I know, and like that's kind of lame too. That I'm just like leaving you there to dance no, on your own. No, that's fine as long as I'm dancing. It's only lame when you tell me that I'm not allowed to dance. And that's a story for another day. <laughs> We've already talked about it on here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, my sni- my sniffles and sneezes have come back on, so I should we should probably call it quits here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Uh, sorry for those folks who may be grossed out by my sneezes. <laughs> oh. But I didn't want to go too long without recording another episode, and I do actually have a day off today, so it was. Uh, I wanted to make make sure we recorded something for for you folks, our dear listeners. Yeah. Um, uh, have you got anything to say before we say goodbye? No. So I guess until next time. Just. Just keep boobies. Just keep goobies. Is that what you said? You said just, <laughs> you said just keep boobies. I did I say boobies? I wasn't no meant to go with boobies. All right, just keep <laughs> boobies, folks. Just keep boobies.